Want to know what we want for Christmas? You gotta stay tuned to find out. This is the Energy Edition of Industry Focus. Hey everyone, it's Thursday. We're on Energy in- Industry Focus with uh, Energy. Obviously, when we do this on Thursdays, it's Taylor. I'm Tyler, and we're gonna get straight into it. First thing, let's start. Oil prices. Oil what have prices. they done? Hey, they're around 50, 60. Whatever. Who cares? It doesn't matter. They're moving. Yeah. I mean, as far as anything's happened tangibly lately, no, nope. nothing's happened. A few news stories here, a few news stories there. Nobody really cares. I mean. Stuff has gone through the roof. You watch a few oil stocks that have just absolutely skyrocketed the past couple days. But in terms of actually anything tangible, we're still kind of waiting and seeing what really happens. Yeah, it's not settled yet. Companies are going to spike and they're going to fall the next few months without any real reason why, other than oil prices and traders just kind of moving the market a little bit. Yeah, so... I guess even though there's really no stories going on, I guess the story of cheap oil has kind of brought along a few, I guess you could say, political things that happened in the past couple days. A couple gateways, and we thought we'd talk about today. The first one being that in the state of New York, they have banned hydraulic fracturing, a uh, governor decision by Governor Andrew Cuomo. And at the same time, President Obama has put a ban on drilling in the Bristol Bay Mm -hmm. in Alaska. Both of these things happening recently. Uh, One of the... uh, the Bristol Bay, they haven't actually, there's been a de facto ban for several, several years now. They've been trying to protect sockeye salmon fisheries up yep. in the area. And New York has been very highly contentious for the past few years in terms of trying to get hydraulic fracturing because of the Marcellus Shale, but there's been a lot of local resistance mm-hmm. to it. Um, in terms of the grand scheme of things, do you see really anything? changing because of this at all or no i just look at this as far as you know cheap oil and now we're saying we have too much oil being produced so sure why not put a ban on fracking in these areas um, because we don't really need it right now so it's a little easier to do this slide it right under the radar of prices collapsing saudi arabia starting a price war we're going to put a ban here and that's fine with me as far as the bristol bay is concerned i read that it provides about 40 percent of america's wild-caught seafood I love seafood. I don't need oil coming from this specific region to disrupt that. If the Gulf of Mexico incident happened there, I don't even want to That's, begin yeah, to think what happened story. to uh, the price of seafood in the supermarket um, for generations to come. So that's fine. With New York, uh, kind of maybe screwing Boston a little bit here because the prices of natural gas in the New England area are always much higher than they are a little bit further south because New York kind of sucks it all dry from the pipelines as it's passing through, and they're not doing their part to produce any extra to push along further north. Um, so maybe they're just sticking it to the Boston rivals. Um, who knows? But um, little added rivalry. For that's right. Red Sox, Yankees, Red Sox, Yankees Celtics, Knicks, or something. We're like keeping that. our gas to ourselves, essentially. Um, who knows if New York even has enough gas to really start to drill? There are companies out there that want to try and see. But right now, we don't know what we're missing out on, and I'm fine with not knowing for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, it, geologically speaking, if you look at the maps of the Marcellus Shale, there is clearly a extension of the Marcellus Shale up yeah. into New York State. However, it's not exactly what you'd call the sweet spot of no, it. No, it's not exactly tested either. Per, exactly. Yeah. It's not really tested. There's not a whole lot of companies, I guess you could say, I don't want to say legitimate companies, but... Companies that are actually producing oil and gas, there's nobody that actually has any right. interest in what's going on in that area. So from an investor's standpoint, I don't think anybody should get too up in arms with what's mm-hmm. going on here because 
the long-term impact of anybody in this space isn't really going to be affected by this in any way. They've right. got plenty and plenty of drilling to do uh, in the Gulf of Mexico. Like you mentioned, there's other places in Alaska for the offshore. And then looking back on the onshore, you know, inland, there is still plenty of drilling left to be done. Yeah, Pennsylvania, no Bakken, Eagleford. I don't think anybody is hurting for a lack of drilling at any time and right pipelines now. aren't sitting empty right now. They can't build pipelines fast enough. Mm-hmm. So no one's missing out on New York. Maybe it'll just be a nice... A way to preserve some of our own natural reserves um, for when we actually do need them. It will be interesting to see if oil or, oil or natural gas prices were, let's say, 10, 15 years down the road to start climbing again because, mm-hmm. you know, we've hit all the sweet, sweet spots in shale drilling or something like that. If all of a sudden these bans or that environmental resistance to it all of a sudden starts to wane again when everybody is looking at, you know, six, seven dollars yeah. per a gallon of gas or something like that. Hi- totally hypothetical. And I could see in 10 to 15 years the technology being around to where people aren't worried about these, mm-hmm. these uh, drilling methods anymore and they can be done provably and safe- safely um, beyond what we already know now because it's still fairly new to everyone, fracking. Um, so in 10, 15 years, we're going to be advanced enough in my mind to where there's nothing at all to worry about. Yeah, so overall, not a whole lot going on here. But since it is one week from Christmas, this will be the last show that we do before Christmas, which obviously we are doing a live show on Christmas. (laughs) I want to let everybody know. Yeah, that's right. We're we're doing a live show on Christmas. Don't think about anything else. But uh, before Santa arrives at everybody's house, I thought I would ask, if you got to ask Santa for anything right now, in terms of as an energy investor, yep. what do you want? Um, right now, I'm a shareholder in Halliburton. I have been for a while, so I want the Halliburton-Baker-Hughes deal to go through. If not, Halliburton has to pony up $3.5 billion to Baker-Hughes. Um, I don't really want to see that kind of leave the coffers with nothing in return uh, as, a, as a shareholder. And if the deal does go through, they're going to be selling off a pretty significant amount of assets, likely, in order to appease the regulators. So they'll be flush with more cash. They can go out, um, put it into R&D, grow in, in international regions, or maybe up the dividend a little bit, which is right now below 2% yield. Um, so if this goes through, I could see a bright long-term future. I'm a five-year oil bull, maybe even 10 years. And so Halliburton, I think, will be at the forefront of whatever happens in the oil and gas industry and bringing Baker Hughes into the fold, which has traditionally underperformed. If they can kind of put some of their Halliburton technique and, and research and development uh, methods into Baker Hughes, maybe that company can turn around a little bit as well and, and the margins will widen for the newly acquired portion of the business. So I see um, if that deal goes through a bright four, five, six years for Halliburton uh, afterwards. What Fair about enough. you? What All right. You're stocking. Well, I don't know if it's a stocking, but what I want more than anything else is I want the market to continue to act completely irrationally for the next few more months so I have a few more paychecks coming in and I can put a little bit more money into some energy stocks. I'm looking at this right now and even though we've had a little bit of increase in oil prices and we've seen some big share price increases in the past Mm -hmm. couple days, it still seems to me like there is a lot of undervalue in the oil market and not just, like you said, five, ten year oil bull. Mm -hmm. I look at even further out the road. I'm looking like 20, 30 years down the road and even though uh, as you've seen, like developing world uh, demand has been relatively flat since 1979. Mm-hmm. 
all the way up until today. So over almost a 30, 35 year period, we have been uh, OECD nations, developing nations, yep. have been flat. All growth has come from developing nations. I, over the next 30 years, that growth is still only going to come from developing nations, probably uh, by most estimates another 20 million barrels per day. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking out on that really, really long-term track, there is a lot of room to grow for almost everybody in the sector. So I'm looking at a lot of depressed big oil companies right now, very stable, somebody like an ExxonMobil. Yeah. I'm also looking... They're at like a 10-year loan or something like that, something ridiculous, hitting 52-week lows. On, they, a uh, on a valuation standpoint, they are at a, they are below their 10-year median valuations. Yeah. Uh, you also look at, I still am very bullish on C-Drill. Every, somebody <laughs> might call me crazy, yeah. but you know, with a new fleet like that, and everybody else is getting older, you know, in the next five to ten years, those fleets are going to have to turn over, yep. and C-Drill is in the best position to do that. So I'm looking at companies like this and saying, further down the road, this small blip on oil prices is just, it's just a pimple. Yeah. Nobody's going to care. This thing's going to pop. Oil prices are eventually going to probably recover, but looking at the long-term demand prospects, there's just plenty of room for these companies to grow, and I feel like it's a really opportune time. And hopefully I can get a couple more paychecks into those investments before it actually happens. People look at the last couple of days and think, oh, my God, oil companies are up 5%, 10%. Compared to the 40% drop, you need to make up more than 40% that is upside. So certainly there's, true. There's yeah. more than 40% to return back to where we were previously just a few months ago. Um, so, yeah, like you mentioned, if they stay undervalued for a little bit longer... The, the retirement fund might thank you. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> well, that is it until Christmas. We will see you on a live show this Christmas. Christmas Day, we yeah, hot cocoa or here. something like that. So, for Taylor, I'm Tyler. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching.